But we have to prioritize peace on our teams. We don't have to love each other. We don't have to like each other. But peace is the first step. And I had to do an intervention, which ultimately led to two members locking themselves in an office for about an hour and a half or so. And then when they came out for the next year-ish, they had peace. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your military Sherpa, Mark Tilsher. Welcome back to the Military Sherpa Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and it is time, my friends, for the Midweek Mindset. This is where we take a motivational quote and dig deep into how it applies not only to your life, but how we interact with our families and how we coach others. Now, today's quote comes from Douglas MacArthur, and the quote is, The soldier above all others, praise for peace. Now, the reason that I chose this quote uh, is very relevant. Have you noticed that there's like Chinese balloons flying over the country and wars and rumors of wars happening all over the world? This quote, the soldier above all others, praise for peace is more relevant now, virtually, uh, at least in my lifetime, it's more relevant now than I can remember in recent times. Like asymmetrical warfare is one thing. We go to combat and we fight an enemy that we don't really feel all that much danger from as a society, although when we're on the ground, that's a very different story. But now the enemies are bigger and greater and the stakes are a lot higher than they've ever been before. And so when we think about peace in the military context, we often simply think of the absence of conflict, but never forget soldiers have a unique perspective. It's us above anyone else who sees the consequences of war. Now in this age of 24-hour news and we have journalists embedded, the public is getting an eye into war that they've never seen before. But we as soldiers, we see the human tragedy of war. We see the destruction in a very visceral way. It's us that pick up small children and carry them through the streets while their parents are left behind because they can no longer do the job. If you know what I mean. It's us that drags our, our friends, you know, through into the alleys and onto trucks and watch the, the Humvees and the, 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 the troop transports get exploded in front of us. And it's us that brings that home and deals with the PTSD and, and the tragedy and terrors of war. And so the soldier above all others, I believe, understands the consequence of a lack of peace, a lack of war, or a, a lack of peace and a, a abundance of war. And I think it resonates now more than ever, I think at least in, in recent memory in my lifetime. And as we think about our journey, one of the things that I want you to understand is that this quote, we can apply it to the big picture, but it also needs to be applied to us. The person that I want you to be is a person of peace. I want you to think about the peace index, purpose, place, provision, physical health, and people. And I want you to think of what it's like to have inner peace. And the people that we admire and aspire to be are the people that when there's a storm around us, the leader we want to follow is that leader that has peace. They stand in the storm. There's Jesus in the boat and his disciples wake him up and they're freaking out because they're going to die. And Jesus just stands up and he's like, peace, like stop, like just stop the storm and we'll, we'll be fine. These are the leaders we want to follow. And that, that allegory, that story emphasizes that. And as we think about peace, it's impossible to make a good decision when we don't have peace. It's impossible when we're freaking out, when we're having a panic attack and we're struggling and we're worried and, and, and we don't know what we're gonna do or how it's gonna turn out and, and we allow our minds to run away with us or we're depressed, we have anxiety, we have panic attacks, all these things are happening in us and around us. It's impossible to make good decisions. 
And this quote, this idea really gives us this perspective that we should be desiring and praying for peace above all else and forget external peace. What about internal peace? Have you bought the Peace Index, right? Jeremy Kubitschek's new book. If you haven't, you totally should. Go to Amazon, Peace Index. It's a great starting point. But peace is a crucial tool when it comes to decision-making. It's also a crucial tool when it comes to respect. If you're not a leader of peace, if you don't have peace, first of all, you can't give peace. If you don't have inner peace, you can't transfer what you don't possess. You can't give away that which you don't possess. You can't give peace to another human that doesn't have peace if you don't have peace yourself. And so that, that journey to raise our peace index, to up our health score over time is a, a journey that we can't stop obsessing over. And as we think about our teams, a way that we can think about this piece is what does your team look like? Is your team a team of peace or is it a team of conflict? Do you have people on your team that are they working as one cohesive unit? And if we were looking at the metrics of a high performing team, communication, relationships, alignment, execution, and capacity, we're in the relationship component. What does it feel like when I ask everyone on my team to go out to lunch with me? Are they excited? Are they frustrated? Do they want to go? Are they angry? What does lunch feel like? Are we catty? Are we dry snitching? Who knows, right? What your team actually feels like, that's something that's unique to you. But is there peace on your team? Peace is the precursor to alignment. Without strong, rich alignment, our execution will never be what it could be. Never. And so as we look at our coaching uh, activities and our coaching mindset and what we're coaching to, it's critical that we're looking at our team. And if we see two people or two groups of people, it's gotten to the point where we have clicks. When we see groups of people, that's a call to action for us. How do we take these groups of people and create peace amongst them? How do we put them in the same room and get pizza and just sit down and talk this out until there's nothing left to talk about? Or when somebody comes in your office and says, I'm tired of this person. And rather than listening to them and hearing them, then you say, okay, great. I want to help you have peace with this person. Let's talk it through. What are you going to go say to them? What are you going to do to them? How do the two of you work it out? I'm here for you. I'm going to coach you through it and I'll help coach them through it. But I want the two of you to build your difficult conversation skills. But we have to prioritize peace on our teams. We don't have to love each other. We don't have to like each other. But peace is the first step. And I had to do an intervention. And I've told the story many times which ultimately led to two members locking themselves in an office for about an hour and a half or so. And then when they came out for the next year-ish, they had peace. And there was no conflict between them, not overtly, not between us. And so what ended up happening on our team, uh, we got the benefit of that because all of the, the drama and all of the, the stress that that caused to my teammates dissipated after that hour and a half. And it had gone on for way too long and I was probably the start of it, I'm not gonna lie. But our teams need to think of peace as a central action. Soldiers need to pray for peace more than anyone else. Why? Because the, the consequences of our teams getting it wrong are higher than anywhere else in the world. If we get it wrong, people die. And there are some other jobs where that's true as well. Oil riggers and uh, crab fishermen. And there's some jobs out there that are really high stakes. But often we are, and I believe the only job where we go other places, we save other people, our consequences of, of a lack of teamwork can cause our nation to ultimately falter and fail if we're not careful. That's a lot to carry on your shoulders and maybe a little bit hyperbolic. But on the long scale, and a grand scale, it's absolutely true. 
And so when we're coaching people and we're setting time aside to talk with our subordinates, we need to talk to them about this idea of peace. Who do they have peace with? Who do they not have peace with? Who on the team do they struggle with? Who do they wish their communication was better with? Maybe their spouse. And we need to support them and help them to identify where they can grow. And the same thing is true for us. If there's anyone on your team that you don't have peace with, this needs to become a number one priority for you. Pray for peace more than anyone else and then seek after it. Run towards it like Dave Ramsey would say, like a gazelle out of the hands of a hunter. You got this. So if this is interesting to you, again, I will always encourage you to join me for what is the greatest coaching certification program in the world based on the feedback of our students alone. This sets the standard for what professional military education should look like. I want you to be there. Go to militarysherpa.com or email me mark at marktilsher.com and we can get started. I want all of my instructors to commit this year to getting five people into the class. Put it on your unfunded. Talk to your friend. Help us give away free seats. I don't care if it's spouses or military members. If we get five people, if we each multiply 5x for the next three years or so, we will conquer the Department of Defense in no time. And so that's a rallying cry I want you to get excited about and I want you to get behind Five people. If you haven't been through our coaching program, you be the first. I hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you on Monday. I'm out. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilsher.